What is up, freaks? It's your boy Marty Ben here to introduce this episode of Tales from the Crypt Rabbit Hole Recap Edition. Good rip. I was on top of a hotel roof deck pool. A lot of freaks walking behind me, thinking I'm crazy. High energy. I hope you guys like it. It was brought to you by your good friends at the motherfucking Cash App. Cash App's helping you stack sets, send sets, receive sets, and sell sets if you so please. I'm saying sats, 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 because sats are the standard. 100 million sats in one whole Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. You can buy whole sats instead. Cash App makes it very easy. You can DCA in the sats. It's dollar cost average. You can buy a set amount on a set cadence. You can buy daily, weekly, or bi-weekly via the Cash App. They also have their boost program that connects your app to a debit card that is accepted wherever Visa is accepted. And I got to say, I've been using it a lot. I use it every day. Uh, and the tap feature, so like it's so much better than the chip. Just tap so much faster. I love it. You can personalize it. Cash App can even be your bank account. They're offering account numbers, routing numbers, and get your paychecks direct deposited into the app. And they've got their boost program as well. You can go save money. Sometimes you get sats back by going and shopping with certain boost enabled. So go check all this out. If you haven't already, download the app. Use the code StackingSats. as S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10. And $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. Woo! 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 Owls Lacrosse. This rip is also brought to you by our very, very good friends at Unchained Capital. We talk about it in the app, but just want to reiterate it here. They just did an incredible thing for the Bitcoin community, the open source community, by donating and supporting mempool.space. An incredible project we talk a lot about here at Tales from the Crypt. They're also integrating mempool.space into their products as well, Caravan and Hermit. And um, if you guys are looking for collaborative custody, if you want to get your Bitcoin and control your Bitcoin, but you also want a little help from from a third party, Unchained's collaborative custody, well, collaborative custody model in their Vault product is the way to go. The way it works is you have a two or three multi-sig you hold two keys unshade holds one key so you always have certainty that you're um you have complete control of your sats if you have those two keys you can always move them out of the vault by yourself without unchained unchained being there but if you're in a pinch you only have one of your keys on you and you want unchained to sign that second in the two or three signature they're there for you to do that um, they have a white glove concierge service that's going to take you from zero to having a multi-sig vault set up with a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats dumped into it. Uh, they're going to walk you through the process via multiple video calls. They're going to get you comfortable with multi-sig. They're going to get you comfortable with their Vault product. There's hardware wallets included in the package. They're going to send you a couple hardware wallets, help you get them set up, get you comfortable with creating private public key pairs and securing your backups with those hardware wallets. Uh, they're going to, again, get you comfortable with the Vault product specifically. They're going to help you set that up. And then they're going to dump a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats into the vault at the end of the day if you tell them that tftc sent you use the promo code tftc at unchained-capital.com slash concierge use the code tftc you're going to get 50 dollars off this package uh if you're not sure if you want to dive right into the vault and you just want to learn more about it they're offering free one-on-one -on -one consultations too so you can check that out if you want to peep the product and, and get to understand it more and talk to an unchained capital representative to get you comfortable with it you can do that freaks security eliminating uh, single points of failure, whether that be f keeping your coins on exchange that are completely controlled by that exchange or even a single SIG wallet, which is a single point of failure. Highly recommend. 
Unshamed Vault product. I use it myself for a portion of my stack, and I, it makes me feel very comfortable, very happy with the quality of the product, the Vault product specifically that Unchained offers. Incredible Bitcoiners too, incredible content, incredible, incredible educational content. Uh, and they're hosting the Austin BitDevs meetup tonight. If you're hearing this and you're in Austin, go check out their their BitDevs meetup. Again, www.unchained-capital.com slash concierge for the concierge. Tell them TFTC sent you. Use a promo code TFTC. You get $50 off. This rip was also brought to you by good friends at Hoddle Hoddle. Hoddle Hoddle is here to offer you freaks uh, non-custodial lending product. It's available to U.S. clients. No KYC, no AML. The way it works is you put your Bitcoin up as collateral in a 203 multi-sig escrow wallet. You hold one key, your counterparty holds one key, and HODL HODL holds one key. Unlike the Unchained product where you have full control and can move the sats out of that wallet by yourself, this is different. Obviously, you can't have the ability to move your sats by yourself during the duration of your loan, uh, but having one key... Uh, in that 2 or 3 multi-sig setup allows you to get visibility into that wallet so that you know that your sats are not being reallocated, rehypothecated. You know that they're there, and if you're taking your... So you put your Bitcoin up as collateral, you get stablecoin liquidity, and as long as you're paying back that loan, that stablecoin loan that your counterparty has given you, over the duration, you're going to get your sats back at the end of the day. If you're somebody with stablecoins and you want to get a yield on that, you can enter the other side of that... Uh, marketplace, put your, your stable coins up. Somebody puts Bitcoin up as collateral in that multi-sig escrow uh, and you give them stable coins and they're giving you uh, uh, the value of that, that loan back plus interest. All right, so go check all this out at lend.hodlhodl.com. That's lend.hodlhodl.com. L-E-N-D dot H-O-D-L, H-O-D-L dot com. This rip was also brought to you by my good friends at Brains. Brains is the team behind Slush Pool, the oldest uh, Bitcoin mining pool in the world, first ever. Uh, and they also offer Brains OS Plus, which is incredible uh, firmware that miners can use to get more sats for their hash. So the way this works is... Oh, excuse me. There was, the way this works, we'll explain how it works. But first, there was a Brains OS Plus firmware update, which includes full support for the Antminer S17e and T17e, as well as some significant improvements to auto tuning for all X17 devices. And it's available now at Brains B R A I I double I B R A I I N S dot com slash OS slash plus. Important announcement: Brains OS Plus is compatible with any mining pool. Misconception out there that if you use Brains OS Plus, you have to point your hash at Slush Pool. This is not true. You don't need to mine with slush pool to use the firmware but if you do mine to slush pool while running the firmware you're going to get zero percent pool fees since network hash rate it's not at one year lows anymore but it's it's not at all-time highs either now is a great time for miners to juice up their asics with auto-tuning firmware and stack even more sats for those that don't know how it works and we're going to tell you how it works it mostly comes down to the silicon and the hashing chips there are small variations in the silicon quality for each chip in an asic typically stock firmwares that come with the machines Treat the entire device as a uniform unit, sending the same frequencies and voltages through hashboards. Brains OS Plus boosts performance by experimenting with different frequencies and voltages on each individual chip to learn which chips are higher quality than others. Then it calibrates to send more work to the higher quality chips and less work to the lower quality ones. The end result of the per-chip tuning is more hash and thus more sats per watt of power consumed. Currently supported devices are the Antminer S9, S9i, S9j, as well as the S17, S17 Pro, 
S17 Plus, T17, T17 Plus, and the ones just added, the S17E and the T17E. Next up are the What's Miners. I'll believe it when I see it, along with the S19s from Bitmain. Stay tuned, TM, for more updates on the firmware and slush pool, and check out Insights, I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot brains, B-R-A-I-I-N-S dot com for content, stats, charts, and mining profitability tools to stay on top of everything happening in the mining industry. Enjoy the syrup, freaks. High energy. I hope you guys like the energy. I'm sorry if Crazy Uncle Marty. Uh, Marty Jones came out a little bit. I hope you guys enjoy. Take care. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Matt, we're recording, but Uncle Marty, in a pure Uncle Marty fashion, doesn't have the live stream ready to go. So we need some filler. Do you have any good filler today? This is like the special alpha that the, only the podcast feed gets. Yeah. Um, Damn, things are, tensions are high right now, dude. I just hopped out of it. Here's some filler. I just hopped out of a three and a half hour car ride into Houston. Uh the hotel room I'm supposed to be staying is not ready yet, so I am uh, recording from a hotel uh, pool deck. Uh, so excuse the backroom noise, uh, if there is backroom, background noise, if there is any. Uh, it's been a hectic morning for Uncle Marty here, and we are going live right now. There is a little bit of background noise, but it is what it is. Yeah, the show must go on. The show must go on, freaks. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Rabbit Hole Recap. A little later than expected. Took me a while to get to my destination. Then when I finally got here, my room wasn't ready, so I'm here recording from a roof deck pool with a bunch of people looking at me like I'm a fucking freak, so should be an interesting rip. You are a freak. I am a freak. I'm also using uh, my phone's 5G for Wi-Fi, because if you don't have a room, you don't have a room number and a last name to put in for the free Wi-Fi. Uh, so they wouldn't give you Wi-Fi. Would it give me Wi-Fi? They just gave me a wristband and said you can go hang out by the pool. Fucking Luke. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you said, the show must go on. We're not going to skip a week. So sometimes we do have technical difficulties, but we make it happen regardless. We do. We do. Um, what a week! What a week, Matthew. I sort of want to talk about what we were talking about before, but I know you don't want to, so I'm not going to force you to. Yeah, let's just let it play out. Let's let it play out. Let's let it play out. I was completely clueless, was completely unaware of anything going on outside of the car that I was in for the last three hours. I was listening to the- You had rental car issues too, supposedly? Rental car issues showed up, uh, literally pulling off the, the exit to the rental car to Hertz, and I get a text, your reservation's been canceled. And so I had to show up and I had to wait for another car to show up before I could leave. It's been a morning. It's been a week. Got, got, the, got the keys to the house in Austin, Texas and sleeping on a mattress on the floor. No furniture in true Bitcoin fashion. Have a house. Is it just you or did your lady and, and child join you? It was just me and my wife uh, until Wednesday. My wife went back to 
Ooh, B. Uh, it's <laughs> <the elements laughs> outside. You got you to adjust the outside elements. Uh, my wife went home yesterday. She's back home with our son. I'll be bring, bringing them back uh, in about a month. We'll move in full time. But I'll be back and forth uh, between here and the Northeast for the ne- next uh, couple weeks. A lot of things going on in Texas related to Bitcoin and oil and gas. That's why I'm in Houston right now. There's a huge oil and gas conference, and I'm here to, to shill how Bitcoin can make, make these oil and gas producers more, more profitable. And I guess next week, next week's rabbit hole recap is going to be on Saturday. Yeah. It's going to be a live rip, right? Yes. Yes, sir. At BitBlock Boom. So I'm excited to uh, see you again. It's been a minute. Has been quite a bit, quite a bit. Uh, so that's important to, to the freaks. Uh, don't, uh, don't fret. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. There will not be a, a Thursday rabbit hole recap. It will be probably released on Sunday because we will do the live in in person rip and then presumably get drunk and eat dinner. And then Marty will probably post it at like 3 p.m. the next day, judging by historical. Uh, yeah, that'll example. probably happen. If we uh, if we know anything that's going on, I'll probably fly home first thing in the morning on Sunday. I usually beat beeline it out of there uh fly home and then and post it when i get home a little bit hungover oh you're fl- you're flying back to the northeast yeah a lot a lot to uh tie up before we make the official move um so vibes are high down here matt you got to get down here you got to get down here the uh I'm literally gonna be there next week i know but you gotta like move down here it's gonna be we'll see come on let's do it we, we can take over we can take over Texas. That's Northeast boys. I don't know about that, but very good time last night. I know you called these guys out yesterday, but I did go to the official launch of the Zion app last night. Uh, it was interesting. Oh, you were at the official launch. Official launch party. Yeah, I was there. I went there with Ryan Gentry. And so you, you sent out your bent after the official launch. Yeah. Yeah. I was sorry if the bent was like a little nonsensical and drunk. I was um, in, in my mattress on the floor writing that. Uh, after I mean, a long day, Sphinx Chat is an open source project. It's licensed by the MIT license, which is one of the least restrictive licenses in open source world. It's a proper free open source project, which means you can do whatever you want with it. You can even fork the code and make it closed source. Um, Zion indeed forked the code of, of Sphinx Chat, which, like I said, is fine. That's how open source works. Um, supposedly they discussed it with Paul, the founder of Sphinx before they did it as well, uh, which is good measure, but their website and the screenshot you included in the bend says they're the first social media network built on Bitcoin. And they literally forked a project that's been doing it for what, like a year and a half beforehand. So to me, it's like a very clear unethical marketing behavior. Um, the interface looks exactly the same. I don't see any major differences they've even made. And meanwhile, they're saying it's the first social media network on Bitcoin. When, I mean, I think it's arguable that Sphinx wasn't even the first, but if you, obviously Sphinx came before them, they fucking forked it. I think I made that clear in the newsletter. I agree. I think the, the marketing of first social media company built on or app built on Bitcoin is a bit, uh, Stretching the truth, if you will. Uh, it's legit. It's 
objectively false. Yes, yes, I would agree. I would, I would give that mantle the Sphinx. I don't know who else came before them, but uh, I don't know. I think I, I've been hanging out with Justin this week. I met him in Miami down uh, Bitcoin 2021. Uh, I got dinner with him on Sunday uh, with a couple of oil and gas people as well. And I think, I think what they're doing, I think the the execution of the launch may not be in line with what we uh what you would deem is like ethical but i think it's a good thing that zion's being built and the people that are involved i think what zion represents yeah. is people outside of bitcoin that wouldn't necessarily consider themselves bitcoiners beginning to build apps on bitcoin which is what you want to see they they forked an existing project and then yes. they pretended it was revolutionary during the launch well, they're you know, Justin, you know, Justin, what are they adding? They're adding like Instagram features and other stuff like that as well, I believe. Have yeah. they added it yet? Video features. I think so. Yeah. I've seen uh, the demo that I saw. They have like video features and stuff like that. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. People who walk by. They had um, I look forward to more people walking by. Marty's on kind of a tight schedule, so we're going to keep this kind of tight. But before we continue from this topic, since Marty brought it up, I wasn't even going to discuss it. I was going to do, I was going to do a friendly, non non talk about it. But if you're you're going to bring it up, um, you you realize that Justin, the founder, was thirty under thirty in Forbes, right? In twenty seventeen. I did not know that. Do you, you know what he got it for? What? Marketing, because his. That company that he founded was called Amplify. And their strategy, they revolutionized influencer paid marketing. Yes. I knew that. I knew the company that he started. And it was Forbes 30 under 30. So I have no opinion on that. I'm just, you know, stating that as a, that's, that's his resume. Yes, I agree. His goal has been to get content creators paid. And he's using Bitcoin to do it now. And again, I was discussing this with Ryan Gentry last night. Like it's, there's going to be a wave of these types of apps and these types of builders that come in that, again, aren't necessarily Bitcoiners, but they, you realize the utility that the Bitcoin, the asset, and the network provides to individuals. I think it's cool that they're partnering with like a big YouTuber who's got like 5 million subscribers and they're focusing on Bitcoin only. This is a win for Bitcoin, I think. Is it is know. it interoperable with existing Sphinx clients? I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't think it's podcasting 2.0 compatible. Um, well, regardless of podcasting 2.0, uh, podcasting 2.0, I would say is separate of Sphinx. Yes. But I was, the clients can't communicate with each other. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'm not well versed on the. Um, like with Sphinx, if you take a lightning public key of a Sphinx user, you can then communicate with them privately, send videos, send messages. If I take a if I take a public key, a lightning node public key of a Zion user and put it in my Sphinx chat app, I wonder if I could communicate with them. We'll see. I don't know. It's starting to rain here. This is like everything that could go wrong is going wrong. You're not undercover either, are you? No, no. There are some umbrellas over here. Let me make an S in the, to open them up. But Okay, should we, should we uh, just jump into Clark Moody's dashboard before yeah, it starts the, pouring on you? Get the Clark's dashboard. Current price of Bitcoin is $45,645. <laughs> 
One cuck buck's going to get you 2,191 sats. The current market cap of Bitcoin is $857.7 billion. We are block height 696,558. That means we are 111 blocks away from block 696969. Prepare. Prepare, freak. 696969, 111 blocks away. That was the fastest Uncle Marty math, math that's ever been done on this podcast. We are... 978 blocks away from the next difficulty target. Wow. Retarget, excuse me, which is estimated to be an 11.2% increase in difficulty. That is because blocks are coming in at 8 minutes and 58 seconds on average. And that retarget date is estimated to be on August 25th, 2021, which is six days from now. Uh, They're currently 5,218. Woo! Transactions in Clark's mempool. I think that's the highest it's been in a few weeks, but still uh, pitifully low. I don't, know, I don't want to say pitifully low. It's just low. Uh, one sap. Like I said last time, when large hash is coming onto the network within a difficulty period, uh, it's gonna it's gonna clear the mempools. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I was in front of everyone saying, you know, look at the mempools; they are empty as fuck while the difficulty was going down. But um, we at least should not be taking too much stock in it until we have this mass because it's the inc- what's the increase estimated to be right now. 11.2%. It's massive. That's a massive increase. So that's a big increase. Uh, I can, I can confirm that great American mining uh, has contributed to the increase in hash rate between now and the last difficulty. There we go. Uh, we added 45 petahash to the network. So uh, you're welcome for speeding up blocks. If that's what you're looking for. What else are we looking at? What's going on in Samurai Whirlpool? We currently have 3,980.99 BTC in unspent capacity. It's 181.8 million cuck bucks worth of Bitcoin. Uh, it's lower. It was above 4,000, wasn't it? What's it at now? 3,980. Yeah, it was over 4,000 for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's Clark's dashboard. Where should we start? You want to start with Afghanistan? You don't have it on the list, but I've been wanting to talk about this all week. Shoot your shot. I mean, I think pulling out was going to be bad no matter what. I think the extent to which the Department of Justice, Department of Defense, the executive branch were unaware of just how quickly uh, things would devolve and the fact that they left all these weapons and it's just a complete shit show makes us look weak as fuck. Joe Biden's response, I mean, I think it's pretty evident now that Joe Biden has no idea what's going on. He's going through some form of mental decay. He can't even answer questions. He came out and did a press conference about uh, the uh, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, wouldn't answer any questions about Afghanistan. Uh, and it just really shows how weak the federal government is, how it puts us in a weird spot, man. China's going to try and take over. Iran's emboldened. Taiwan is fucked. Taiwan is fucked. There's zero shot. There's zero shot we stand up for Taiwan. Well, this has an effect on Bitcoin. Taiwan is one of the two semiconductor facilities where Bitcoin ASICs, Bitmains specifically, are manufactured. Like, how does a Chinese takeover of Taiwan affect the supply chain for ASICs? If that happens, then the only reliable foundry, I mean, who knows? Maybe the Chinese government will allow TSMC to continue building 
ASICs uh, for Bitcoin mining, but I don't think that's something we should uh, depend on. If that if they do clamp down on it, then we're we're stuck with South Korea and Samsung's foundry. Hopefully, we can get some foundries spun up here in a timely manner to make up for that. Do you think you don't think that China already has like soft control over those foundries? Like definitely, obviously, they definitely not South Korea. The control will increase. I don't think they have control. not South Korea in Taiwan. I don't know. If you look the way TSMC semiconductor manufacturer, TSCM, I always mix up the M and the C. Um, it's okay. It's like PSBTs. Yeah, they've been um, they've been posturing like they've been trying to get out of uh, out of Taiwan because they're they're worried about these Chinese pressures. I think the company specifically understands the the political risks that that they have being centrally located in Taiwan. But I believe I believe they. Yeah, and I want to be support. I think they definitely feel soft pressure from from that political influence that China has over Taiwan. So things are heating up, man. We're getting into a weird, weird, weird part of human history. This is. I'm happy definitely to be, feel that. I'm happy to be in Texas. I'm happy to be in Texas. I was right the first time. It's TSMC. Thank you. Um, gotta gotta love the correction to an incorrect yeah. an incorrect acronym. But again, like this, it's like all you lovely Houstonian people here at the pool. What the fuck are we doing? Like, how can we trust this federal government? Like, what? Like, how can we have any sense of respect for this completely inept uh, part of the United States uh, country? Like, of our country? Like, we should completely be ignoring the federal government. They're fucking incompetent. It's completely obvious right now. Like, why? Why are we allowing ourselves to be led by a bunch of fucking retarded assholes? Like, they don't know anything. They can't, they're not competent at all. They're evil. They're corrupt. They're controlled by lobbyists. The war in Afghanistan, 20 fucking years, it was a huge money laundering operation to all the fucking war machine contractors. And they leave. They leave all of the fucking guns. They leave all, <laughs> they leave all the, the missiles. They leave a shit ton of helicopters air force uh equipment and now they're just in the hands of the taliban it's almost as if it's part of the controlled demolition that, that the government seems the federal government or some parts of the federal government have been embarking on for decades like we spent two trillion dollars in afghanistan it fell apart in three fucking days are you kidding me are you kidding me like how could we ever ever like have confidence that this government can do anything competently moving forward I think we spent a billion dollars on the embassy in Kabul too. Yeah. I love the guests that are walking by. Yeah, I do too. A lot of them got to hit the weight room. <laughs> they're, 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 they definitely think you're like a crazy person. I am a crazy person, Matt. <laughs> World is driving me crazy. It's driving me insane. It's uh... <laughs> Cameron in the chat. Marty looks like a hurricane chaser on Weather Channel. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm weathering the storm down in Texas. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it was it, everything just looks really weak. It looks super weak. There's I we look like a bunch a of bitches. We look like a bunch of bitches. Seems like a million. There's a million ways it could have been handled better, but you know, um, our time is our time is kind of short here. So I think we should jump no, into the. Into we the we we'll jump into it. But this highlight, so this highlight, this highlight, this is we're gonna. Have, 
transition into Bitcoin because this highlights why we should be building out these parallel systems that allow us to opt out of the incompetence of this federal government that just takes your tax money. They tax you more and more and more year on year on year. They want more control over you and they can't even fucking exit a war without complete catastrophe and a power vacuum happening and just literally arming the Taliban. They just literally left all the weapons. Can't even just evacuate our people. Can't even evacuate tens of thousands of people. And they come on and they're like, oh, they're more worried about fucking hanging pride flags at the fucking embassy in Kabul than actually doing competent military uh, like execution. It's like, we're, did you see, we're clown world, clown world, clown world. It's fucking insane. Did you see we forced the U.S. government, the U.S. Army forced uh, digital IDs and biometrics, facial scans, iris scans and uh, fingerprints um, on a huge sub, subsection of the Afghan populace, including uh, collaborators like who worked with us. Yeah. And now the Taliban has access to that database and they're use they they probably will be using it to target opposition, which is like a perfect example of how data collection programs like KYC um, and transaction tracking in Bitcoin can then be used by future actors because the database is there and it's not secured. Yeah. Yeah. And was that just a testing ground to come bring that home, to come bring that home? We had New York. Just ninja launch, uh, fucking vaccine passports along with ID, and it's so funny how hypocritical it is. You have to show an ID with your vaccine passport, but you don't have to do it to vote. ID ID voting laws are racist, but uh, when you when you apply it to vaccine passports, it's it's completely fine. The, the logical and we already see people are fucking. We already see people on Twitter like routing out routing out businesses that don't comply with it. I, I'm supposed I was supposed to go. Um, I was supposed to go to a wedding next week in New York City, and I had a hotel booked. I had dinner reservations booked, and now they require you to show a vaccine a vaccine passport, their digital vaccine passport that's supposedly powered by blockchain technology. Um, and I refused to comply with that shit, so I canceled my hotel. I canceled my dinner reservation, and they can have fun staying poor. Yeah. And for everybody out there ratting, like, look what's going on in Australia. Look what's going on in New Zealand. Look what's happening here in the United States. Like, there are modern-day Nazis running around, ratting out their neighbors, fucking complying, getting on their knees, like, fucking teacher's pets, ratting everybody out, and literally unaware of the fact that they are doing the same thing that the Germans did when the Nazis took over, slowly but surely, ratting out their neighbors. There are modern-day Nazis, and they think they're fucking virtuous people. There was an incredible clip of Jordan Peterson explaining this. If you, if you think, uh, you never be a Nazi, you'll never do that. Most people in Nazi Germany were Nazis at the end of the day. Like, it was a majority of people. So if you're sitting there and you're, you're welcoming in vaccine passports, you're welcoming in interstate uh, vaccine verification to move you are what the nazis were back then i know this makes people very triggered to to uh, to basically harken back to what happened in nazi germany no you're not exactly what the nazis were and doing the exact same things targeting jews but you're essentially doing exactly what they did with this whole unvaccinated vaccinated vaccine passports re movement restrictions like it's fucking happening right now and if you don't realize that and if you're pushing it you're saying go get your vaccine just comply comply you are part of the problem you need to shut the fuck up and realize like things are not well 
look around. Like, do not trust the people telling you this. It's coming from the same people that fucked up in Iraq or fucked up in Afghanistan and are creating incredible problems for all of humanity. We need to walk away from these assholes. I'm happy to be in Texas where I can finally fucking buy some guns. Not that I would ever want to use them, only in self-defense. Only in self-defense. Matt, I'm sorry. I know this makes you uncomfortable, but this shit has to be said. It's getting to a point where, like, we're, we're getting close to a point of no return. If people don't stand up and tell these people to fuck off. In Canada, they're not, uh, I, I think they just made it so you can't get on a train or a plane without a vaccine passport, even domestic travel. Nope. Australia, they're building literal quarantines zones gulags to fucking they're fucking ripping kids out of parents hands and like forcefully vaccinating children it's disgusting it's disgusting and if people keep like encouraging this stuff and just saying just get it just get it what's the problem like you're part of the problem if you don't realize that you're there's something seriously wrong with you with that being said there's a beautiful crowdfunding campaign (laughs) <laughs> BitcoinSmiles.org. It's uh, looking to raise Bitcoin to give dental care to Salvadorians. Incredible initiative. Spearheaded by BTC Pay Server, correct? Correct. And a couple other organizations. Uh, I don't know them off the top of my head. I apologize. But uh, it's a great initiative. Everyone should go to BitcoinSmiles.org and send them a few sets. Show them the power of good that Bitcoin is. Yes. Yes. Highlight the fact that we don't need the states to do this stuff. We don't need the federal government. We don't need these assholes, these demonic, evil people. How about the World Health Organization video? How, did you know about that heartbeat identification thing? No, I didn't. I realized it because of the left video. Right. So they say that they can, they can track us I, by our heartbeats with a laser from like 200 feet away, an invisible laser from 200 feet away. Yeah, so if I'm sitting here and they can get the laser on my heart for 25 seconds, they can identify who I am. It's fucking, and they're like, welcome. And that's where like the smartwatches and activity trackers come in, right? They're like modern day cattle tags. You can you you can get all that information from them because you need a base reading first, right, to know who everyone is. Yeah, and and the other thing too, like the the the, the weird trick that they use. I don't know if it's linguistic, but they said they want to use that because uh, facial recognition with people wearing masks doesn't work well. So they're like, they're, they're like basically preparing people to wear masks for the rest of their lives. This is fucking sick. I'm done with it. Well, the, the I'm being radicalized. With- I'm being radicalized in real time, Matt. Fuck these people. I know you don't. The, the classic me. model. The, <laughs> um, I mean, Marty, Marty. There's 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 people in this world that will use everything that we say publicly against us in the future. So I don't I'm never going to censor you. You I want you to I speak your care. mind. I want you to I want you to say I want you to speak your heart out, Marty. Uh, but also Somebody's got to say this shit. that sometimes I just will not respond to I just will I will not have this discussion at all. I know. Um but the the classic MO is um that you use multiple methods. Right. So you use facial recognition combined with this heartbeat stuff. You use it in combination with phone tracking. You know, I was I was at a. uh, uh, Like a tens of thousands of person uh, concert this week, last week, 
Ooh, who um, was it? And everyone in like in their pockets has a phone, right? And that phone is connected to a carrier that's connected to your name. So the lowest hanging fruit is that they can pretty much tell every single person who's there just by the phone, right? And then some people don't have the phone. So then you combine it with facial recognition. I doubt this heartbeat splitting is like actually in the wild right now, but the heartbeat thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the heartbeat thing's scary. They just like flung that. Hey, you're going to be wearing a mask. We're going to need to check your heartbeat to identify you. You asked, I was at three days of fish in city, 50,000 people. And uh, maybe 5% were wearing masks. We're at three days of fish. In Atlantic City, less than 20 miles away from me, and you didn't think to text me and say, hey. You, were, you weren't there. You were in Texas. I went to Texas on Sunday. Yeah, it was, those were the three days. <sighs> I'm sorry. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. I have to say, like, uh, concerts have, have new... Uh, It, it, it feels kind of like a resistance uh, thing as well. Yeah. Not just, not just music and enjoying yourself. You know, it's like people that aren't, aren't scared and are willing to, you know, come out and, and be real people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I wish there was more of that. I wish there was, well, down here in Texas, there is a lot, even in Austin. You're There's right. Some... I should have mentioned, I should have mentioned to you that I was in Atlantic city. For yeah. Three yeah. I feel, I feel it kind of just came, it came together kind of last minute. And I just said, I'm, yes. I'm, and I, w- I wasn't really the coordinator. I was just I, like, I was just the yes man. I like saying yes. I have a, I have a buddy out there from college uh, who drag, he, he used to travel from Chicago to New York whenever fish would play uh, Madison square garden. He would drag me with him. He's like, I got nobody to go with. You got to come with me. And he, I just eat a bunch of edibles and go. And like, by the end of the show, I was just like too baked out on edibles. And it was just overwhelming in Madison square garden. I'd, I'd have to walk out at the end of the fish show. Like I need to get out of here. It's much. pretty crazy in Madison square garden. I've been there from at Madison square garden, but, uh, we have MG blazer saying all these concerts requiring negative test or passport. They didn't require anything like that. Yes, yeah, South, South Jersey. They require masks. They didn't require negative tests. They didn't require vaccine passports. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't have gone if they required vaccine passports. My dog's being really annoying, so I'm going to go let her in. You continue. Yeah. Uh, just lean on. I mean, I've been le- living in South Jersey, not too far from Atlantic City for the last two years almost. And there, there are pockets in these areas that, that tend to be pretty Orwellian that, that are pretty based. South Jersey is one of them. Cape May County, Atlantic County. Um, everybody down there is is pretty down for the cause uh, year round. There's not too many people um, living there, and it's small communities, close communities, and they get it. And I've been living down there for the last two years, and things have been pretty normal. Only 80 miles away from Philadelphia, 180 miles away from New York, which is good to see. Uh, God freaks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uncle Marty's heated. He just got out of a long car ride. Hotel room's not ready. Had to push back. The, the, the rental car wasn't ready. I've been sleeping on a mattress on the floor all week. I've been stretched thin, stretched thin. I'm going to try and relax from here on out. Maybe I should have an edible. Um, the uh, Let's get on with the Bitcoin news. We only have like 50 minutes left, 40 minutes left. <laughs> uh, BitMEX. I this just want cool. to say, Marty, first of all, I love you, brother. Uh, and uh, we, had a, we had a freak who like tweeted at me and you and was like, Matt's salty about your success at Great American Mining. I just want to be absolutely clear. 
that what? I fucking love what you're building at Great American Mining. I don't know and why anybody would that it doesn't. Sometimes, sometimes you 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 become more obsessed with mining, so it might come off that I'm a little bit salty, but it's it's just you know it's like oh Marty's going on a mining tangent again, but I absolutely love what you guys are building, and it's it's super important, and I I think it's going to change the world for the better. So. Thank you. And I've, uh, I don't know, I've never gotten the inclination that that freak had. So this that's is good. I'm glad because it, it yeah. made me feel bad. And I was like, that's not what I meant. You know, I don't think I've never felt that's that the case. way. I've never had uh, that felt like you are salty about great American mining. Um, with that being said, what about the other? I know we both didn't like a response to this, uh, but we had another freak asking us to comment on BIP 300 drive change. Like I had, I, I had Paul. I had Paul Stork on the podcast a year ago, a year and a half ago, maybe more than that now at this point to explain BIP 300. Uh, I don't know. Shinobi has really good pushback about the the incentive of miners to to steal the UTXOs locked in that yeah. chain. Um, uh, it's, it's super contentious. Yeah. It changes the incentives of miners. And as we know in Bitcoin, contentious changes are very hard to happen. So as far as I'm concerned, it's a, it's a waste of our time unless that changes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still honestly like I just don't feel comfortable enough saying, uh, uh, speaking on it with any authority other than the the pushback on it is that minor incentive change, which is pretty significant. I would argue if it is actually does change the incentives of those miners because essentially the UTXO is held in limbo and the miners could collude to steal it. Um, Paul would argue that they won't collude to steal it because they're economically incentivized to not do that and keep facilitating the drive chain going but uh, the attack vector is there you could have the beauty of bitcoin the beauty of bitcoin one of the beauties of bitcoin compared to something like ethereum is that the minor incentives are very straightforward um they're very simple when you add something like this it adds some complexity to that incentive structure yeah there's um, unknown unknown if the dri- of drive chain gets too big for instance there's more incentive to attack than would otherwise be the case if it doesn't exist. Is that's my basic understanding. Um, but like I said, you know, if it if it gets past this proposal phase, then we'll talk about it more. I, I don't think we've been intentionally ignoring it. I just there's so much to cover, and uh, I really I think it's I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah. And it's it, it, the the push for drive chain specifically revolves around the the low fee levels and the, the relatively low fee market on the Bitcoin blockchain right now. And I, again, I think it's just too early to worry about this. People would say, "Oh, you're naive, Marty," but think about it. Like the if the mass is it like it's it exert patience. Like Bitcoin's so small from a like an adoption standpoint right now, and it's just because people don't need most people don't need Bitcoin yet, like it or love it. It's just a simple fact. I mean. I would maybe Matt would argue everybody needs it, but they don't realize they need it yet. Uh, Everyone needs Bitcoin. They just yeah. don't realize it yet. Exactly. The adoption is going to come and like, like we see, like the, the confidence in the U.S. federal government's ability to facilitate anything uh, is starting to wane pretty significantly. And, and the degradation of a, a monetary goods uh, purchasing power is two parts. It's the, the supply that gets diluted by via printing and then it's confidence in it, too. It's social and mechanical right there's two aspects to it we have both both uh we have them printing a shit ton of money and people losing confidence at a quickening pace at the same time so the main argument i've seen 
the main argument I've seen for BIP 300 drive chains um, among the, the recent resurgence, this recent resurgence in this idea of that we should adopt drive chains among the larger community has been this idea that we can't have shitcoin features backed into Bitcoin in some way backed into Bitcoin and we can eat the shitcoins lunch. Um, I'd like to like, that is a ridiculous premise. It's, it's a false narrative. You know, it's a feature, not a bug that we don't have the shitcoin features. You know, there, there's no, that we're going to, the, the shitcoins are all trending to zero, regardless if we add BIP 300. If anything, adding adding something before you actually understand the full incentives could be detrimental to to that expectation. So I would just say to people, just chill the fuck out. Like, don't be so insecure about Bitcoin. Yeah, stop it. Um, we don't we don't need you know. Yeah, we don't need that. No, we don't. And again, I tweeted out today, like at the base layer, all this stuff. All that matters at the base layer is hash rate, and below that hash rate is energy. Like people don't realize that Bitcoin is an energy revolution as much as it is a monetary and technological revolution. And it's three part energy, tech that enables a sound monetary system in the digital age. The energy is the base of all of it, and Bitcoin has won that battle. Like there's everybody else, and that's the funny thing about it. All the altcoins, everybody's like, oh my god, they're doing. They are completely neglecting energy. They're turning away from it. They're saying, oh, we're going to go proof of stake. They're like virtue signaling about the environment. It's like hilarious because it's a completely wrong thing to do. Like have fun virtue signaling about the environment, transitioning proof of stake. Bitcoin is the the idea of a currency uh, with an energy backing or like a, the melding of the energy in the digital world brought to fruition. And a bunch of idiots who want a virtue signal about the environment in uh, in virtue signal about feature sets are completely missing the point, and I will gladly ignore them while they go down there. I am not worried about Bitcoin. The utility that it provides the world is unlike any other technology or monetary good has ever existed in in the history of the world. We were just so fucking early, and people don't understand it that it's just the adoption isn't what people want it to be. And I understand the feeling too. We all, everybody here that understands Bitcoin and really gets what's going on and understands the revolutionary aspect of it, the breakthroughs of it. You're like, why doesn't everybody get this? Most people don't care. Look at all these people walking up here on the pools. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They're just worried about getting wet right now. They will care when they go up to the bar here and they have to buy a Corona and it's $45 instead of 15. And they're okay with the move from like seven to 15. It's like, all right, it's like a little, little taller can. When it goes to 45, they're like, all right, it's getting a little expensive. What's going on here? When that point hits, people will start to ask the questions, why is this happening? And then Bitcoin will be there waiting. If you build it, they will come. It is being built. Don't worry. 100%. Are you going to, uh, are you going to the Austin BitDev? Yeah, I mean, you're obviously not, right? Because you're in Houston. You're not going to BitDevs. BitDevs is tonight, right? Yeah, BitDevs tonight Bit in Austin. Um, yeah, I've got a dinner tonight in Houston. Flying out of Houston tomorrow morning. Um, so yeah, I, I and I had that event in Austin last night. So just moved to Austin, missed the first bit devs of uh, after after getting the house. But I will be back in Houston next week for the the bit devs meet up down here. So if you're in the Houston, it, yeah, sorry. next Wednesday, next Wednesday, if you're in the Houston area, there's a bit devs meet up down here. So definitely, and you'll be there for that one. 
Yes, yes. But anyway, that's an important shout out for the Austin Bit Devs. Uh, if you're in Austin, consider going. It's a great experience. I mean, I haven't been to the Austin one, but Bit Devs is a great experience. And I, I love the guys who run the Austin one. So. Yeah, I've been to the Austin one. Um, and it is a great experience. The Unchained team needs to get a new office because they pack it tight in there. There was like 200 people when I came in April. And it was hot, 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 hot. Uh, shout out to... I don't know if we want to dox his real name, but uh, uh, a friend of ours who started the Nashville BitDevs meetup. They had their first meetup last We're night. not doxing his name. Yeah, and it was... Uh, BitKite. BitKite, yeah. It was a... Is his name. It was a raving success. We were, we were messaging with him this morning, and apparently uh, we had some out-of-towners uh, show up. Uh, a very strong showing for the first BitDevs meetup in Nashville. So if you're in Nashville and you're looking to congregate with other Bitcoiners, that that meetup will be more consistent here on out. That was the, the first. The Nashville, the Nashville Bitcoin community is strong as fuck. It's very underrated. Yeah, they don't get a lot of limelight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to all these bit devs popping up. We know we need them now. I hope this guy walks by. Uh, Bitmex demonstrates new proof of reserves and liabilities method. I thought this was cool. I thought this was pretty novel too. Um, uh, basically creating a proof of reserves uh, mechanism allows you to confirm the assets and the liabilities. Obviously, uh, BitMEX has that huge insurance fund, which I, I imagine helped uh, pay for the <laughs> the fines that they had to pay the. Did they have to pay the CFTC? Or I like to I like to think they sent it directly from the insurance fund. <laughs> right. Um, what did you think about this? I thought it was pretty novel, and uh, the, the the way they explain it's it. It's cool. It's a cool concept. You can it's... download the files. You can prove for yourself, like. It's mostly a proof of concept, right? They're not actively doing it yet. No, but I downloaded some of the files and I started messing around with my CLI and like, you can do it. You can do it yourself. No, yeah. but I mean, they're not publishing updates. No, they just have that one example, right? Right. This is the example. And the, the ideal is that they and other exchanges constantly publish updates so you can verify, right? Yeah. This is and the idea is, is you want to, you want, basically the idea of prover reserves is this idea that you want to make sure if, if a certain number of Bitcoin is supposedly being held by an exchange, they actually hold the Bitcoin instead of like a Mt. Gox situation where they don't hold the, they didn't have the Bitcoin that they said they had. But the issue with that is you also have um, this issue of liabilities, which is oftentimes liabilities are not Bitcoin based. So it's hard. It's you don't have like necessarily chain data to prove the liabilities. Right. And they came up with like kind of a novel way of, um, publishing and verifying the liability side yeah yeah shout out to bitmex uh fighting through a lot of uh adversity if you will and still producing good stuff and obviously we talked about it last week but they no they weren't the ones that gave the grant to john attack that was compass in the hrf i uh, think someone else gave it who else gave john a grant i'm not sure someone previously before compass gave I thought he's, I thought Square Crypto had had him on their their grant list at one point. I could be wrong. I don't know, but he deserves it. He does. Shout out to John. I think our OpenSats grants are going to finally roll out for like a, <laughs> a week or two away from rolling them out. Boss, um, are we going to we going to see Ben at a at yeah, a, he'll be a bit next week? Him. I he must. I mean, I don't. I don't know. If, he's got to be there. I I would be surprised if he's not. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, with OpenSats, like we kind of run it like an open source project. No one takes any money out. So uh, we have delays as a result because we have no full-time employees. 
Um, but yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it behind the scenes. We appreciate everyone's patience. Gotta have, I've, I got my The school. next one was, we had Bull Bitcoin acquired Verify, which I think is a great mashup. Uh, both Canadian teams. Um, Verify has been very big in the, so that's a Verify with a PH, V-E-R-I-P-H-I. They've been very big in the education space. They have fantastic write-ups, very detailed write-ups on, on a lot of times very technical things, but also on more basic things. Um, one of the best education teams in the space. And now they're joining Bull Bitcoin, um, full acquire. Every, all the employees and the founders of Verify are going over to Bull Bitcoin. And they're launching an international self-custody, self-sovereignty, uh, basically like customer service operation. Uh, that is financed from Bull Bitcoin's operations. So I uh, love to see that. We'd love to see more uh, on ramps uh, take a hint there and uh, start providing. I know River has been pretty good about education in terms of their, Swan has been very good about education in terms of their customer base, but more steps to basically help your users take self sovereignty and hold their own keys and use their own node. Yeah, huge, huge. Shout out to the Verify team. Some base Bitcoiners up there. Uh, shout out to Bull Bitcoin, Francis and team. Doing it the right way. They're approving business models. And BitMEX, the same thing with their proof of reserves and the way they do their their whole business where it's Bitcoin only. Like You can build these new business models on Bitcoin and do things a different way. And companies like Verify, Bull Bitcoin, BitMEX are proving that. We just need more. Swan. Unchained Capital, we put in there. Disclaimer, sponsor the pod, and others are, are pushing that forward. So, still know. kills me inside that Bitmex is like full KYC regulated. They had to, but I do appreciate the work they do. They had to, you know. Yeah, you gotta, it's inevitable. Yeah, it is inevitable. Yeah, big enough. Well, speaking of that, we'll we'll skip. Uh, oh, we don't even have to skip Bitmex, Darabit, Binance, Bitfinex, and others are using Shift for the travel rule. Comp- Thirty other exchanges are as well. Tisk, Tisk, Tisk. Are, are using the same here? protocol to share addresses, so Bitcoin addresses that, or other cryptocurrency addresses, I presume, um, that they hold, so that everyone knows which addresses are the KYC exchanges addresses, and they're also sharing KYC information. Um, so this is the tip of the iceberg of, of the kind of restrictions we're going to see um, on private Bitcoin usage. And a lot of it's just happening behind the scenes and there's no bullish tilt to it. So um, your favorite uh, news Twitter account isn't really telling you about it because there's no bullish, bullish spin on it. It's just happening behind the scenes. Your information is getting shared and all these exchanges are colluding with each other. Yeah. They're falling prey to the travel rule, rule, a guideline presented by the Financial Action Task Force, an unelected bureaucratic entity out of France, sup, bruh, that uh, is here to tell you what to do. You didn't elect them. You didn't ask for them. You don't know who they are. You don't know why they have any power, but they do have power over you. And they have power over the exchanges. And the exchanges bend the knee. They, they give them this information, hook, line, and sinker. They're here, take it, take it. I want to make my fiat cut bucks. I want to be fiat rich. I want to be fiat rich. Part of a zeitgeist here, freaks. We're part of a revolution. We need to start fighting back against these people. And Kate, we will never stop cussing, okay? I know you're hearing this. Over. We're never going to stop fucking cursing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kate. Okay? This is 
Ah, Matt, I don't know if it's the day, the week I've had. Maybe I'm going a little crazy here. But it's like, why are we... Who's going to have balls? Who's going to step up? The federal government isn't going to do it. States are doing it. Some states are doing it. That's why I'm in Texas. Are there any companies in the space? Are there any exchanges? Anybody, I, I would imagine, bull Bitcoin, swans of the world, rivers of the world, I think they have some balls. I think they'd stand up against this. They'd put their counsel to work to, to try to protect their customers and and from these uh, Orwellian travel rule, like data collection processes, compliance processes that are forced on them. I think they're out there. We need more of this. BitMEX, Bitfinex, uh, Binance come out of the gate marking themselves as, uh, I'm not going to, I mean, Bitfinex is obviously, or excuse me, BitMEX has had their legal troubles, but like Binance and shit like that. We talked about it many times. They come out with an OKYC AML exchange, like come in, they get everybody in, and then they, they just talk everybody out of the gate like it's who has balls bitmax bitmax gave everyone a month warning yes finance just shotgun kyc people and said you know you can't withdraw unless you give us a facial scan so there's a difference and it's important to highlight that difference i think if you if you do end up bending the knee you should at least try and do right by your users as much as possible agreed agreed and a warning does do that where are the strong men and women in this world? Do they exist anymore? Does anybody have principle? Does anybody have the gusto, the, the, the balls, the, the initiative to stand up and say, hey, this is enough. Enough is enough. This is insanity. I don't even know if you have it on the list. T-Mobile, 100 million records, uh, social security numbers, telephone numbers, addresses. I have it on the list. Identifying it, gone. 100 million, out the window. And actually, it's hilarious. As we're, as we're saying this right now, I get a text from my dad. He got a notice from T-Mobile. Here's what it says. T-Mobile has determined that unauthorized access to some of your personal data has occurred. We have no evidence that your debit slash credit card information was compromised. They have no evidence, so they don't even fucking know. We take the protection of our customers seriously. We are taking actions to protect your T-Mobile account, and we recommend that you take action to protect your credit. Read more here. And my They're dad, probably going to give you some bullshit two-year ID protection or whatever. Yeah, my fucking dad... Garbage. I, my dad texted back, you blow. How about for every spam call I receive, you forward T-Mobile users. <laughs> T-Mobile owes me $1. This is, was the data that was included in the T-Mobile League. Social security numbers, phone numbers, names, physical addresses, IMEI numbers, which is the unique identifier of your phone, and driver license information. Yeah. 100 million users. Gone. My dad, my dad included. My dad. They don't Fucked even up. know. They don't know what's going on with the credit card. They don't even know about the credit card. We don't know. We don't know. While we're on the while we're on that topic, the U.S.'s terrorist watch list was exposed with two million people on it. Are we on it? Did you did you control F for us? I did not. I did not control F. But we're probably on many lists. I'm definitely. This is the no fly list, so I know I'm not on the no fly list because I fly. Um, that was first name, last name, citizenship, gender date of birth, passport ID, country of issuance of your passport. Probably a picture, I don't know. Yeah. Two million people of, of, of the government's watch list got leaked. And it, it didn't get leaked on an American server. It was on a, it was a, it was a foreign government that we shared it with. I forget which government. I think it was like Bahrain or some shit. But don't hold me to that. What are we doing? 
What are we doing? We're a wayward society. We need to fix this shit, man. There's everything, everywhere you look. Maybe it's the pessimism. Maybe we're just uh, some form of confirmation bias where we're seeking out this negative information and, and bringing it to the world. Or maybe it is just a world awash with shit and terrible policies that we just... It's, it's literally insane. I think that's why I get so heated. It's literally insane. You do more and more... You know, here's a breach, here's a breach, 100 million, 100 million here, 100 million there. You know what? Let's collect more data. Let's collect more data. We've, we've only proven that we're completely incompetent in securing this data, but let's just do more. Let's add to the travel rule. Let's add to the FATF guidelines. Like, let's just collect more and more. It's literally the definition of insanity. And you know me. Your Uncle Marty hates logical inconsistencies, and I think the logical inconsistencies are piling up to such a point where it's driving me crazy. Am I the only one? You're not. Binance just hired a former IRS official. Sure they did. For sure. regulatory compliance. What what are they going to do? Like are they going to be issuing 1099s now? If they haven't already? They okay. already do. Well, not 1099s, but they are. Uh, what's the other one? W. I don't know. Yeah, W-2s. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's what the like a brokerage gives you. I thought they give you ten ninety nines. I think it's ten ninety nines because that's like the whole Whatever. thing. The uh, infrastructure bill, like expecting miners to hand out ten ninety nines at pretty cents a transaction in a block. Like, God, these people are so fucking stupid. They don't. Ten ninety nine is for income. Yes. So you can have income on trading, right? That's what it. Would no, be. that's it's a different doc. You can get ten ninety nine from Robinhood too, right? Uh, someone's saying 1099 and I don't know, whatever. Yeah. It's like the, the consolidated. Yeah. I, I think it's a 1099. Okay. W4. I don't fucking know. There's a lot of documents. W4 is like what you get. W2 is for wage earners. 1099. W2 is from your work income. I don't, but if you're a contractor, you get paid with a 1099. Yeah. It's the same thing with like exchanges and shit like that. It's just like income. I just, we're, by the way, this is not, not a stream of thought. This is reading off the live chat. Yeah. To yeah. the to the freaks listening yeah. in the audio feed. Regardless, they give you some kind, I assume Binance gives you some kind of tax documentation already. Uh, but this is just to bring in someone who is um, a past bureaucrat to help with their compliance and uh, spying on their users more. Hey, Narwhal Taco, Tacos in the chat, like, I hope this is true. Word on the tax prepper street is the IRS is on the verge of collapse. Overworked, underpaid, too many changes, overwhelmed with complaints and issues. Good, good. Keep complaining. Keep keep sending in issues. Where are our tax dollars going? We $2 trillion in tax dollars. There's given in military contractors to run rampant in Afghanistan for 20 years with literally, literally nothing to show for it but a complete embarrassment. Did you ever see the Cardi B video? No, I, I do not watch Cardi B video. No, the Cardi B video when she first oh, oh yeah, yeah, big yeah. and she was complaining about taxes. Yeah, right. Legendary video. Yeah, I wonder what AOC thinks of that. She's with her sister there. Unchained Capital sponsoring Mempool, incredible project that we love, and they're imp implementing their fee estimation uh, software into the caravan and, and their product as well. Um, so they're sponsoring Mempool and then implementing it into their stack as well. Uh, Unchained, incredible company, incredible team. Austin bit devs meet up tonight 
at Unchained's offices if you're in Austin, you want to go. I think you may have to sign up on like meetup.com. But but see, like this is what I love about open source, right? Is Unchained has their caravan product, which is an open source, free open source software stack that you can use to do your own multi-sig without them if you want. And they share that back to the community, right? And then they offer their more proprietary product, right? Which is uh, the the collaborative custody, which by design, I mean, they're holding one key. And then they need to put fee estimation in. So instead of reinventing the wheel, they go to a very awesome open source project that we love. I use mempool all the time. Um, I have it both on my own node and the mempool.space instance where you can look at their, their mempool data. And they're taking that fee estimation, putting it into their product so their users have better uh, fee estimation. And then on top of that, instead of going out and paying a company to basically do that, they, they're taking it upon themselves to also sponsor and provide monthly donations to the maintenance of that project. Um, that's beautiful. That's gorgeous. That is, you know, open source at its finest. Exactly. It's an incredible example of how you give back to an open source project that provides utility to you. But you need, hey, if you're going to build this stuff out, you need uh, you need dev financing and the block rewards, Matt. There's no way to fund devs. That's why we need BIP 300 so that we can put dev financing. In. <laughs> I don't know. Right? It's happening, Freaks. It's happening. Um, so shout out to the Unchained team. Obviously, we love them. Disclaimer sponsor the you know, pod. We should. I was like, I, I might be a, being a little bit of a dick about BIP 300. Like, I love Paul. Um, we should Paul's- probably get him back on the show now that there's so much uh, hype around uh, BIP 300. We should get him back on the show and have him say his piece. Like, yeah. he's a great dude. I love what he's done for Bitcoin. And uh, Paul's written some I of the. Love to, I would love to hear his show. I would too. Paul's written some of the most incredible content on proof of work, proof of stake, the the cost of both too. Some of my favorite blog posts to, to share for people who really want to get in the nitty gritty debate on proof of work and proof of stake and the, the different sort of costs that go into those. He would argue that proof of stake is just as, if not more expensive than proof of work. And proof of stake uh, fans will be like, you can get the same security for a cheaper amount, but no. You, you just his last name is pronounced Stork? Sports. 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 Paul Sports. Nah, I think it's Storks. It's not Storks. Okay, so I was right. Fuck you. I <laughs> know, but that's like the running joke. Sorry, Nobody knows how to pronounce oh. his last name. So like back in the day, people were just like, Paul Sports. Um, we're going to run through. Stop me in software updates. If you have anything pressing, I'm just going to run through. Mempool version 2.2.1 has been released. If you're using that uh, on your own device and you want to upgrade, think about it. Join market version 0.9.1 has been released. Join box version 0.6.0 has been released. I assume it's a major release since it's 6.0. Open noms do anything special here. Oh, join in box? Yeah. It's the first major release of Jordan and Box that includes Fidelity Bonds, which are completely un, un, under under uh, appreciated addition to Join Market. Really cool, really cool addition. Makes Join Market way more civil resistant. Hell yeah! Next Bitcoin version zero point zero point four nine has been released. Zap Desk De- 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 Zap Desktop version zero point seven point four beta has been released. Zap. I just read that one. Rust Lightning version 0.0.100 has been released. Is this a major release still? Or no, they were at 99. So, um, like, fuck that naming scheme. 
V0.0.100. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. They now, uh, so Rust Lightning now uh, supports key send. That's pretty, that's pretty big. Uh, Problem with key send is there's no receipts. No receipts, baby. Uh, simple Bitcoin wallet version 2.0.2. This is a big one. I've never heard this one. So this is the first uh, wallet to support the mobile first focused lightning implementation in Morton, which we've talked about previously on the show. Uh, which is designed from the ground up for mobile full lightning nodes. Um, and I was playing around with it before we went live. The interface is nice and simple, but also really power user friendly. And supposedly you can actually route payments on your mobile uh, routing node. I have not, uh, I have not been able to test out that aspect um but i opened a channel you can just open a channel to any node you want you know and uh it feels like the start of something big i wish they didn't call it simple bitcoin wallet because i don't know like what you do you want me to shill it or like what am i supposed to be like in the middle of a show or something like oh you should download simple bitcoin wallet like what the fuck am i talking about it does not sound like a unique they (laughs) Maybe I'm preaching to the choir here, but give me something unique that's not spelled wrong as well, Moon Wallet, <laughs> uh, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to show it better. Hey, anybody out there building, take this into consideration. Marketing. Just using, something using, that's easy to remember, easy to spell, easy to say. Use good word. Just say Bitcoin Wallet. Yeah. There's a million, there's a million scammy wallets on on the app stores that are called Bitcoin Wallet or simple. There's even some that are probably already called Simple Bitcoin Wallet. Yeah, I'm just now realizing I haven't eaten breakfast. Or this is literally the first liquid I've had all day, which is Corona and coffee. The first. I have a burrito with my name on it. Ooh, ooh. Tienes gusta. Oh, by the way, to the freaks listening that don't know what Moon Wallet is, you have, it's spelled with two U's. Two U's. Highly recommend. Uh, my Spanish is best when I'm ordering burritos. Hola, Tony. Puede tener un burrito de carne asada con toro y apaños, por favor, para your bar. Where we at? Blockstream launches new mining service targeting stranded renewable energy. How do you feel about this, Marty? I mean, I already retweeted Steve Barber's. What did Steve Barber say? I mean, it's just like there was LARPing about green energy and all that. And it's just like bullshit. And like with the stranded green energy, like stranded naked, like they sort of threw a a wrench at fossil fuels. And so like the focus is, it seems like the focus is putting basically shipping container-esque mobile mining units next to Oh, remote crazy. solar operations right yeah. yeah so there's other than like great american mining which does uh waste nat- natural gas this is with solar right yes yes oh no oh, no. <laughs> oh got hit with a raindrop that's why <laughs> um yeah i mean i love the block stream team i don't like the the virtue signaling about green energy and throwing a bone or throwing a wrench at fossil fuels. And then if the container looks like it, it does in the, uh, in the picture, I, I would, 
I would say I'm very interested to see how, how the heat density and airflow in that, in that container actually works and whether or not it's sustainable for long periods of time. But hey, I'm not here to throw bones. Obviously, I have my, my own horse in that race, so uh, I'm not here to talk bad about competitors. I would say on a positive note that I think it's I, – I love this idea of the mobile mining units, um, especially in, in remote areas. Uh, and I want to see more of that. I agree. I agree. Pushing it forward. Pushing it forward. Um, yeah. I'm happy for Blockstream. Happy for Blockstream. I love Blockstream. Love everybody there. Uh, where are we at? Now it's like really bright and I can't read my screen. Uh, the founder of Helix Mixer got, he pleaded guilty, forfeited 4,400 Bitcoin, which is like $200 million. Who's that going to? The Marshalls um, or? I assume so. I don't even fucking know. And that doesn't even include the fine. Um, he's going to have to pay an additional fine that could be up to two times what the, the amount of money that was involved in the transaction, which is he pleaded guilty to mixing over 350,000 Bitcoin. And at time of the transactions, um, I think they said it was $300 million. Um, so like they completely like the dude's absolutely wrecked. So he lost his 4,400 Bitcoin. He might get fined up to, I guess, $600 million by reading the government's press release. I linked the archive link. So you don't click the justice.gov link. Thank you. Thank you for that. Laundering. Appreciate that. Um, and, uh, he faces 20 years in jail. Uh, it's important to realize that he was operating a custodial mixer, which was probably one of the main ways of using Bitcoin privately um, before we had these better developed coin join tools. Um, and with a custodial mixer, you send in Bitcoin, the operator takes custody of your Bitcoin and sends, in, sends you new Bitcoin. Um, and the US government and other governments have been pretty active in and saying that's illegal and going after operators. Uh, he was in Ohio when they got him. He was operating that wallet. What was that wallet that he was operating as well? Um, Bitrop? Custodial, what was it? Bitrop or something like that? Um, Drop it. Drop it. There it was. Um, and we, you know, sentencing hasn't happened yet, I assume, because he pleaded guilty. Uh, they're going to be more lenient on him, I would hope. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but, but just in general, like supposedly they, they said that he's work, he worked directly with darknet markets. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're going after users of the service. They're just going after the operator for yeah. whatever that's worth. Didn't he have like ads on Alphabet and, or something like that? I don't know which darknet market, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I don't think a nonviolent crime should have, you know, a $200 million penalty plus a potential $600 million penalty plus 20 years in law and in, in jail is absolutely insane. Like, how, how does that logically make any sense whatsoever? Um, so it's a shame to see that. Um, but I, I wanted to be very clear here because it's going to get conflated that with CoinJoin, no third party takes custody of your funds. It's a Bitcoin send transaction. You're, it's a collaborative Bitcoin send transaction. 
you are sending Bitcoin with a group of other people. No one ever takes custody of your funds and you're doing it in a privacy preserving manner with privacy best practices taken into account. With the custodial mixer, you're sending funds to an operator and they're sending you back different funds. Yes. Wholly different. And that, that is why I push back when people call coin join mixing. I think it's important that we make it clear that these are two wholly different things. One is sending Bitcoin with privacy best practices, and the other is using a third-party service to try and obfuscate what is seen on chain. Agreed. Two different things. Very important distinctions to make. Uh, coin joining is a transaction type, but yeah, it's yeah, government. Long dick at the government will get you at the end of the day if you're doing these centralized mixing services. So I wish the, the drop it owner well. Nonviolent crime again. They're raping him three ways uh, with these fines and the, the sentence possibility. Uh, we got to wrap up quick here. I'm sorry, Matt. I know I'm all over the place. So they have Robin Hood revenue. 40%, 40 was cryptocurrencies. 62% crypto. was Doge. 62% of the crypto portion was Doge. So that's wow. about 20% of their total revenue was Doge trading. Yeah. I posted a screenshot of what it looks like when a person goes onto Robinhood into the crypto tab. Um, and it's like Dogecoin, Litecoin, BSV, Bcash. It's Bitcoin, not even Ethereum is on the front page. Yeah. And you can't withdraw any of any of your coins on that platform still. So they're not your coins, not your keys, not your coins. Yeah. Uh, so they're one of the most malicious entities in the space. And they're very much, I mean, if 40% of their revenue is already crypto, quote unquote crypto, um, they're, they might as well be a cryptocurrency company at this point, right? And I would, I would say that they're probably one of the most malicious actors in the space. It's, it's whenever I have a friend reach out to me asking how they can withdraw their Bitcoin from Robinhood, it becomes completely apparent how, how bad the scam is. Yeah. Fuck Robinhood. Don't ever buy Bitcoin on Robinhood because you're not actually buying Bitcoin. You're just buying paper exposure. Now, speaking of Ethereum and Dogecoin, Vitalik and Elon Musk join the Doge Foundation board. Who cares? I don't care. Do you care? I don't know. Gladstein wanted our opinion on it, so I put it in. Stutes Otherwise, it wouldn't be on the list. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, mean, I love Gladstein. Yeah, they're virtue signal. They're losers. Elon Musk and Vitalik are losers. So to be... You know, I, I made I made the the list item simple, but technically Elon is not on the board. He has his lawyer is on the board, but yeah. he like speaks for Elon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting, and and no one jo no one joins the Dogecoin board in good faith. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, actions speak louder than words. Cheers to like. They're doing it. They're doing it to piss people off. Don't let it get on your skin. Just ignore it. Again, Bitcoin won the energy game. Energy is the base layer of all this, all these things. If they want to be successful, Bitcoin has won that, bar none. Um, like it's all noise. Like I tweeted out, the like, relevant part, Marty. The relevant part, Marty, is that they're already saying like the narrative is they want to help Dogecoin evolve to a place that bitcoin can't ever wish to evolve because bitcoin doesn't change yeah well <laughs> um, so it's already being used as like basically a 
it's like a proxy war. Yeah. You know, like Vitalik is, I, I won't speak for Musk. I think he's just a lost child. I don't really know what the fuck he's doing. But Vitalik is 100% on that board as a proxy war against Bitcoin. Yeah. It, that's exactly what it is. You know, it's like... Uh, Are you worried about Vitalik? The dude that picks his nose and rubs it on the No, wall. I'm not. I'm just saying that's why he joined the board. Yeah. Yeah, I like, think it's very transparent. That's why he joined the board. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in physiognomy, and you just look at him. He's a picking book. Like he's a scammer, selling quantum computers before ETH. Like he's not that smart. I don't think. I think he's just a, a huge uh, con artist. He's a good marketer. Good marketer. He can say big words. He can think cerebrally about theoretical crypto economic systems and make people believe that we're on the edge of a technological revolution. He's Elizabeth, but none of I was going to say Elizabeth Stark, not Elizabeth Stark, Elizabeth Holmes of the cryptocurrency industry. Matthew, it's getting hot up here. I'm afraid my laptop's going to burn out. I've got to go to a, a coffee meeting in a half hour, uh, two beers deep, no food in my stomach. I'm supposed to be wearing a suit to this. As you can see, I'm in a t-shirt and, a, and that surfing. Did you bring a suit with you? Uh, I did. I had I had my Gucci loafs. You got the first step down. I had my Gucci loafs and, and a jacket, and my wife, uh, I had it in her bag on the way here. She was like, ah, do you want these? Like, you're not going to be able to fit them in your bag. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's probably not going to be necessary. Like, I'm just going to this coffee meet up and a dinner and maybe some events after. And then I get to the hotel, uh, which is basically right across the street from the convention center where the, the oil and gas conference is, and literally everybody's in full suit. And I'm like, ah. Classic oil and gas. Classic oil and gas. It ain't Bitcoin. I'm the Bitcoin. Um, well, I love you, Marty. I love you, freaks. Thank you for joining us for another Rabbit Hole Recap. Good luck in Houston. Enjoy yourself. And I, I look forward to seeing you in, in Dallas for BitBlock Boom next week. I cannot wait, brother. I cannot wait. It's going to be a fun rip. It's going to be a fun week. I love all y'all. Peace and love. Okay. Cheers.